Good afternoon, everyone. Coming back to you live March, let's say, 13, 2019. And I just want to thank those who have been sticking with me throughout this journey. It really means a lot. I've been doing what I can to stay on the schedule. Apparently, I'm so bad at that. So, here I am. It looks like that the podcast doesn't really have a set date or a set, you know, to when this shit come out. So, I'm just going to have to do it whenever I can and just share it on all social platforms. You know, for, for, I don't know, for some reason, like, my, um, I don't want to say fan base, but my audience has kind of dissipated a bit, just a bit. So I need to take a step back and figure out what I need to do to gain a much more, to gain much more of an audience. So I got to do my research and go within myself to see what my next step is as far as the podcast. So moving further along. The title of this podcast is What I Noticed in Myself. I have been doing a lot of re-evaluating lately. And most of the time it's like unconsciously done. I've just been picking up on little habits that that I have. And that I haven't changed quite yet. And I've been picking up on other things about myself that um that's kind of attracting negative energy and just unwanted thoughts so the first thing I noticed about myself is that I don't put in enough yes I'm making strides out here in LA like as far as my internship and getting to know some people that are creative as me but I feel like I can do better um, in the beginning, first, first coming out here to LA, I have the mindset of putting foot to pavement. Like I was out here. I wasn't afraid to go anywhere by myself because I didn't know anyone. And I felt like you needed that attitude, you know? So for instance, like the poetic soul event, I went by myself. Um... I went to the beaches by myself, storefronts, like little pop-up shops by myself. I wasn't afraid to do that because I felt like that's what I had to do. I feel like I lost that momentum and I kind of retreated back to my old ways and not not wanting to go anywhere unless I had somebody with me. Uh, As you can imagine... This is pretty bad. I I think it's bad because it's really, I feel like it's hindering me. It's really hindering me because it's blocking me from what could happen or who I could meet. Like, um, my friend Ashley, as you all know, moved back to Cleveland for the time being and she, her cousin stays out here. 
and her cousin, shout out to Charles Farrow, me and him would go places together, you know, to check out the scene. But sometimes he can't go with me or something came up or, you know, just, you know, shit happens. So I end up not really going because <clears throat> it's just certain places I don't want to go to by myself. So I just end up not going and I end up missing out on what could have been. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I need to get that momentum back of going places by myself. I noticed this, so I'm working on checking myself on this. And another thing is that I am, like, terrified to talking to strangers. Like, I have to get up a lot of courage in order to talk to a stranger, even if they are in my career field or if I'm trying to make friends. Like, people are usually drawn to me so I wouldn't have to make the first move so me making the first move to somebody else trying to spark a friendship or a conversation is a bit challenging to me because I don't like to talk uh, more so like to observe so I really need to break out that shell and start you know because you never know who you meet out here you'll never know so I really need to break out that shell and start talking to strangers and I noticed that I'm kind of getting better at that you know, like the last, not the last event, but I want to say the event prior to the last event. The last event I went to was a soulful noise event at Comfort in L.A. At Comfort Inn in Los Angeles, somewhere down by Skid Row. I went to like a, uh, it's kind of like a showcase. And... I stayed to the end. I've never done that, but I've had such a good time that I stayed to the end because I was surrounded by good people and like-minded people. So at the end, people were like shouting out their Instagrams, what they were doing out here, just their stories. So I got a lot of people's information and I did go up to a couple of girls and ask them because a few of them were writers. And I went up to them and asked them for their info personally and some advice and things like that. So I still keep in contact with one and uh, I'm trying to see, I'm trying to have things move further along. So we'll see, we'll see. But I definitely need to learn how to put myself out there more as far as speaking to other people. And thirdly, in the same breath, I don't really care for crowds. I'm afraid of crowds. And it's funny because I love living in the city. I love the city life. And I love looking at, you know, different crowds of people. I love seeing that, you know, that that mix of different people. I like seeing that. It's just exciting to me. It just gives me gives me life. <laughs> like seeing like different ethnic groups, different races is just it's fascinating, but sometimes it could get a bit overwhelming to the point where I'm moving through the crowd quickly in order to find a wide open space so I can breathe and recollect my thoughts. And, um, The reason why I really say I don't put in enough work is because I'm very inconsistent. 
As you all know, I'm pretty inconsistent when it comes to this podcast. And to be truly fucking honest with myself, I have to give it all to laziness. Like, I pray that God takes this laziness and procrastination out of my body, out of my soul. Because it's really, it can really be, pretty sure it's really hindering me. You know, I'm very inconsistent when it comes to my work. And I need to figure out why. But I'll get to that later as to why I think I procrastinate so much and why I'm very inconsistent with the things I do, So, like as far as the podcasting and the blogs. And the second thing, biggest thing I've noticed about myself is with all that that I've said, like what I just said, I attract people like this. Everything that I'm feeling, I project it onto the world and it comes back to me. Like, I realized it in friends. I realized it in people I meet. And most importantly, I realized it about myself. I don't have a big circle of friends. Um, I used to, but you know, that kind of dwindled down, but that's okay. But anyway, the friends that I do have, mm, they have an artistic, creative side to them. You know, that's, that's why we're friends. You know, I sense that side of them. You know, that side of them soothes me. So, yeah, that's how we rock it. So, but I notice how they have big dreams and a lot of them don't follow through with them out of, you know, some of them feel afraid or they don't have time and life just gets in the way. I feel this way inside of myself as well. Even though I didn't make the big leap to come out here to L.A. while in L.A., I still have these thoughts and it's attracting people with the same thought process. New people I meet, we'll talk about a lot of shit, just vent to each other about, you know, LA and what we're doing out here. And next thing I know, the the conversation turns to like, yeah, I want to do this and I want to do that, but I can't find the right people or people don't really think like me, you know, or, um, yeah, I have this project that I want to get the ground, but I just don't know where to go. I don't know where to start. It just seems like I'm attracting a bunch of dreamers, you know, and like as far as like right now, I'm attracting a lot of dreamers and, you know, I met a lot of doers. For some reason, I'm not clicking too well with those doers, you know. Because, I don't know, like, a lot of them are not asking me, well, um, well, I have this project going on, you trying to get in on it or whatever? I think it's just because of the questions I ask. Like, I ask for advice. And I, I think that's as far as it goes. So, it could be my fault as well. But I do meet doers, for sure. But I seem to be more comfortable with the dreamers because I'm a dreamer. I'm not doing too much do. 
And that's what needs to change. And that just like in the beginning, I'm praying that God takes this procrastination and lays it on my body. Because things can exhale pretty quick for me. And I know that if you just do. Like time is nothing but an illusion, it seems. So once you start doing, like I said, once you start, you know, mixing shit in your pot, getting things together, things will transpire. They will come. So it's another big thing. I attract people like this, with this mindset, with these feelings. Next, I've been always, the Pisces in me, always consistently thinking about, excuse me, love and relation, you know, love and relationships. So, as you all know, I've never been in in a real relationship before. So I'm down here in L.A. and, you know, things are different and I'm feeling a little different. And I'm expecting shit to go differently, especially in my love life. But that doesn't seem to be happening for me right now. And I think the deeper I look into myself, it's all about what I'm projecting out there. Like the thoughts and what I see myself as is projecting onto people. So if dudes see me as, you know, if I know, if I think that, oh, I'm a plus size girl, I'm never gonna be able to get him or, um, oh, I'm just too fat to do this. And he only wants to have sex with me. And that's it, nothing more. And things like that. I'm thinking like this and I'm projecting that onto people. Like, People can sense shit like that. I do it all the time. You know, and I talk to people that, you know, say shit like that. Like, you know, niggas can tell when you're desperate, just like women can tell when a nigga is desperate for some pussy. So I really need to work on changing my thought process. I talked to my mother about this particular problem. And she was telling me her story about how when she was little, you know, she'd been a big girl all her life. And she said when she was little, people used to tell her that, you know, she was fat she was ugly she was you know bald-headed and stuff like that but my mother at such a young age you know unlike me my mother had the heart to tell them like well I gotta deal with it and you don't so this is me so you're either gonna love it or you're not she didn't exactly say it like that but she had it was that sense of confidence that changed her psyche she would say that to people every time so I would, you know, talk about her in that way, she would tell herself, you know, I'm sexy, I'm fine, and I'm all that. And she would tell people, well, you ain't got to deal with it. You know, this is me. She told herself that, she told me she told herself that all the way through up in high school and some of college. And it changed her subconscious. And... Cause she then she started feeling she was fine, she was sexy, she is all that, you know. And people started to feel that and see that. So my mother, my mother was kind of popular. So <clears throat> I knew I was, I knew I was beautiful 
a beautiful girl. I know I am a beautiful girl. I'm still in a stage of thinking that a man is validation for me to say that I'm, to prove that I'm beautiful, to show society that I am worth something. And it's insane because my mother always taught me that you don't need a man. Learn to stand on your own two feet. And even though I have conquered that, the fact that love and relationship and intimacy is all around me all the time, I can't help but to want it. I can't help but to want it for myself. I want to know what that shit tastes like. Yes, I've had guys who I was intimate with. But it's kind of like I want to have somebody of my own, you know, somebody that's willing to take the time to know me and feel me and understand me and, you know, show compassion and be intimate with. Notice I'm saying intimate. Intimate and sex is very different. So nobody has ever taking the time out to to get to know me like that. Besides, you know, besides friends, male friends, they're friends, okay? Like, we already established, like, okay, your friend, you're my sister, blah, blah, blah. Of course, you know, they understand me, but only to a certain point. Because you can't tell niggas everything. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't understand. They're not women. They don't know how we feel about certain shit. So, it's a lot of stuff I probably can't really say to them. You know, whether they can understand. So, yeah. However, I have this knowing inside, inside of me. And it's been there for quite some time. It's just like I refuse to believe it. But I know it. That I can have anyone I want. I am flirtatious by nature. At least that's what people think. Because I'm always smiling. I'm always giggling. I'm very bubbly. So people take that as a sign of flirt, you know, sign of a sign is flirting. Excuse me. So I know I can have anyone. My smile is bright. My eyes are bright. I slay my hair. I slay my outfits. I just fucking slay as a plus size woman. And just the way that men look at me. At first, it kind of made me insecure, but the way that these niggas look at me, I just know, like, that's how I really know. It's like I can read their mind. You know, I know it's impossible. Shut the fuck up. But, (laughs) ha, that's just, you know that look. Come on now. Like, that look people be looking, that look people give you, be like, mm. I wonder what she like. Type shit. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Those bedroom eyes, slow, them low cut 
staring at you, looking like a piece of, you know, looking like a piece of meat type of eyes. That's what I get from males, from, from niggas. And it's all kinds of niggas, white, black, Indian. I don't care what race you are. It's mostly from other races other than my own. But I get them. And at first, I paid no fucking attention to it. I was really insecure. It really made me blush. Now I hold the stare. And, you know, I give a smirk right back. But I leave it up to them to make the first move. And ten times out of ten, they don't. (laughs) And that's what really fucking irritates me. Because I want my man... To be dominant. That's how. That's just what I want. I want my man to be dominant. And I would be submissive to him. Now ladies. I, before you. Get on me saying. Oh I ain't being submissive to no man. Like what is this the 1950s. Like nobody being submissive. You will be submissive to the right man. Let's get that shit straight. And all that shit about you not needing a man, I think it's just total bullshit. Ladies, you do, you do need a man, okay? Like, fuck all the people out here telling me, girl, you don't need nobody. You, yes, you do. You need a partner. Okay, for those that are gay or bi or whatever you may be, you need a partner, Okay? And one of the one of the one of you, shit, I tongue tied. One of you would be the dominant one. One of you would play that role of the dominant and the submissive. So either way it goes, that's what it's gonna be. But for me, I want my man to be dominant, and I'll be sort of the submissive one. Now, with me being me, I have a smart mouth, and I tend to go about my own way. You know, I don't really like to be told what to do and, you know, tied down too much. But I know I know when to do it and when not to. So I would kind of like that freedom to move about. Like, not move about as in cheat, but, you know, move about as, like, go where I want and things like that, you know. I mean, he ain't going to have me on no leash, but I hope you can understand what I'm saying. So I know there's certain areas where I can be dominant in, you know, like. He say some, you know, off the wall shit, and I'd be like, hold up, babe. Now you're going too far. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because your man is in a dominant position doesn't mean he need to be checked, too. Okay? So that's just kind of how I feel. And it's just like I know I got the juice, but I haven't really tapped into that power yet. AKA, that's my name, Juice. <laughs> So y'all can refer to me as Jews. A lot of people, I'm getting them into, you know, I'm getting them into that. You know, I'm molding people to start calling me by that name because I like it. It's stuck. Somebody gave me that name and I liked it. So, yes, that's my nickname, Juice. And I have other nicknames, but that's only for like family and friends, close friends. So, yeah. Juice, not juicy, just juice okay all right I'm not gonna ramble too long on this podcast but I just wanted to come on here 
and tell you the shit I'm picking up about myself and I'm working on changing. Because I'm out here in L.A. and I don't want to just be out here for nothing. I don't want to be out here bullshitting. You know, I came a long way. And it would be stupid for me to retreat back into old habits or bring myself down into being, into the mediocrity. So I see the shit. I'm checking myself about it. Trying to be more inconsistent. Inconsistent, bitch. Trying to be more consistent. Put in more work. Grind a little harder. Talk to people more. Make more interactions. Go more places. Buy my lawn some if I have to. I'm working on getting new friends. So. That's the plan. That's what I'm doing. One day at a time. One day at a time, guys. Thank you for tuning in to me. Another week. Another podcast. I really do appreciate all the love and all the support. Believe me. So until next time, you guys, be kind, drink wine, and live your ass off. Yes, that's my new slogan. Let me know if you like it. All right, guys. Peace.